Well, that sounds quite appropriate. I think, uh, and the way that I think of it is uh, with uh, an angle to the left. It comes in at an oblique angle and it uh, bisects the uh, equilibrium of the bilateral four minutiae. And uh, quarantines the hybrids into the cellular dimension. I see. Yes. All while taking a sip of coffee and saying, It's 9-11 a.m. Saturday, November the 5th, 2022. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. Doesn't it seem kind of weird that we're already in November? Doesn't it no. seem like October just never happened? Except I, remember, for... I remember saying that uh, about September, about three days ago. I think it's because of the weather. You know, having the weather be so hot in yeah. October was yeah. just weird. That was weird. Made the fall kind of come overnight. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like a stonk. Like a big stonk coming down. A stonk. I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a sip. A, sh- a stonk? Yeah, look it up. Okay. Stonk. Stunk. Ah, ham and eggs. You're gonna go do the stunk. Gotta have the at the end. Stunk. Stunk. Close enough. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. I just can't imitate no, it, Bill. It's, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, it's been a. What's it been? It's been glorious, a magnificent, glorious, splendid. I mean, the theatric. Uh, uh, Quadraphonic, yes, uh, week here in Lake Abundance. And why is that, Diane? Why has it been so bombastic and uh, orchestral and uh, you know, uh, well, uh, percussive be- and, um, things? Why that is is because of our trip to La Push. Oh yes, right. But before we even went to La Push, before the we... week started off on Sunday. Oh yeah. With. Oh, excuse me. Um, it was Saturday because we had not. Yes. We had not experienced it when experienced we did the show. When we did the show. Yes. Uh, that Bill Woolham came over in the afternoon, and and that was a glorious. Uh, yeah, you get together with indulgence. Bill yeah, it's an to, event. It's yeah. something that uh, resonates in through your life and on many levels. So, thanks. We to had invited to Bill. Uh, the uh, the previous day, as we had experienced my yes. last show, uh, Val and Bill had come over for breakfast after your concert. Right. And that was truly wonderful to be in the presence of these people. Yeah. But Bill was still here in Seattle. He was planning to drive down to Portland the next day on Sunday. on And then we were going to be traveling to La Push. So he came over and we had set this up as a movie watching day because Bill used to uh, have... Host movie yeah. watching at his apartment in Spokane. And in I, the I envied the, the thought of it and I said, could we do this? And my brother had suggested this movie because he is also really into classic old films. Yeah. And he had suggested a movie that Bill had not seen and we had not seen. seen. I had not seen either. uh, Called A Matter of Life and Death. A 1946 
British British production and by the archers um my brother used to always tell me the archers they're really good my brother he was very educating to me about old films in the in and classic films in the day what so he, he was huh. anyway he was the first one to who took me to Sis and Kane and um we used to frequent a little art house art house yeah I had one of those in Spokane too it's called the Magic Lantern yeah Pretty, pretty special. Yeah, amazing movies. Some of them with Bill Woolen, I bet. But it's great to have friends that have been in your life for, you know, forty years or so, and um, to still be able to connect with them like that is fun. Just seeing Bill at Jim's concert, and then seeing him at my show, and then being able to have Ian's Val over, and then him. It's well, it's pretty special when you can see friends that you don't often see yeah. for three days running and and he uh, at first just spoke about why he had asked you to read a particular poem by Richard Hugo Cataldo Mission is that what it was? Yeah. Um, and he said that he regretted that he had not spoken about it before you read it because yeah. It is. Uh, it made so much more sense to yeah, me. Yeah, it needs a lot of setup, but yeah. uh, unless you know the geography that he's talking about, but it's a great poem. So it was great having. You know, it's like it, what we should remember to do, Diane. Next time Bill comes over, turn on Mr. Microphone. Oh yeah. Just to catch some of the the bits, because when he's when he started explicating uh, Cataldo Mission, I was just like enthralled. I mean, it was like he was, that's, that's the way he was in the classroom. Um, it's just... I wish know. we'd recorded everything about the literature of comedy. Oh, yeah. We, but at least we had the written notes on that. Right. In any event, so that was a wonderful time, just watching the movie. And he was quite surprised by it because it's more fanciful than he had expected. I think than any of us had expected. Than any of us had expected. Right. And... Um, it was just marvelous and then we watched the I, I'm not going to explain the movie because it it's would hard be, to explain yeah it would be hard to explain and, and hard to do it justice would not do it justice and so we watched afterwards a little clip that I had found on the movie that Martin Scorsese had uh, spoken of this particular movie and of the the two British producers of these movies and really fascinating history so um that was just wonderful yeah that was good and then we got to go straight from that out to La Push, which was also wonderful well you know it's really interesting to me that you always go out having checked the weather reports, I don't think that there has been a time that I have gone out to uh, to the Olympic Peninsula and had the weather match what they said it would be. Oh, right. And a lot of times, I think people might look at the, the weather report, see all the rain that's coming, 
because it was solid rain in the forecast for us, which for us is fine. We would love, we would love to just snuggle down in the cabin. We have done that. Yeah. Um, but this particular trip was one of those. I feel like it's almost enchanted. It feels enchanted. Everything that everything that you see feels like you've been taken to a different place, uh, like like a fairyland or something. Um, particularly because the weather while we were out there, we had every yeah, kind of weather. Everything from hail to brilliant sunshine to warmth cold we had rain and um but we had gentle rain we had pouring rain we had uh these beautiful times of space between the storms that was just gorgeous and weather the sky is spectacular all the time you know because if you've got clouds on that sky any time of day it's going to look amazing clouds over the ocean is just Unlike it. And then um, I've already posted several photos. Yeah, and I haven't posted any photos yet. Why haven't I done that? Well, you were working. You had to work right after we oh, got back. Right. But when when we got back, uh, I didn't do anything the day we got back. I think I just posted the cover photo of that, what we, we call the angel's wing cloud, because it looked like an angel's wing. It actually looked like two angel's wing. Um small defined one and an overarching large one that's mm-hmm. what it looked like to me mm-hmm. but and it was kind of a kind of a arch of sunlight in that photo. Yeah. yeah but the the sky was so moody you know the uh and i love it when it's in that yeah we like we like going we want weather when we go there we want weather we want weather of, uh, and the more variety and weather we can get, the better we like it. And so we pretty much had everything except snow. And then on I the think, way back. And then on the way back, we had snow. <laughs> because it had snowed uh, on the peninsula, uh, as it did several other places. And, uh, yeah, so we had an inch of snow as we were driving by Lake Crescent and towards Lake Crescent, between La Push and Lake Crescent. I guess they had had to plow the road around Lake Crescent that morning because of snowfall. And so, yeah. I find it so funny that I always bring... I, I brought a lot less this time than I usually do. I packed a lot less of everything. I packed less clothes. I packed less... Um, your book box was pretty heavy, though. Well, it's just computer. because I had some tomes in yeah, there. Yeah. So. And your computer was in there, too. Yeah, I, I pretty much packed everything that I would have had in several different um, bags and boxes before. Yeah. But... Um, but it's so funny because when we're out there, I mean, you have to kind of prepare for if it was just solid rain and you never had much else going on. But, um, but oh my gosh, while we were out there, I couldn't concentrate on anything. I mean, I would, I was able to read, um, and but I'd read like two pages and I'd look up and I'd just get entranced by whatever was going on, mm. particularly in the morning because I, I posted some photos to show how quickly, within an hour, the scene had changed yeah. 
entirely and I took some different pictures at different points because it was so rapid and and so beautiful you know it's just it's just breathtaking awe-striking there's nothing like it to be out in that no it's completely unique unto itself and you know you settle down in a way that you aren't used to settling down Um, but I you know that's the thing I look forward to the most about going out there is just how I settle down. Well, and even like when I, when I walk out the the door and I just look up the sky, there's a feeling of almost a flight of the soul is what I want to say. It's just like your your spirit just soars, and I just feel like. Just having three days out there, which is all we ever do, (laughs) um, is so healing. And it puts, it's almost like it stitches your your soul back to to itself. I don't know. It reminds you of what life experience can can be. And when you think about how far away day-to-day life where where most of us live is from that kind of uh, perspective, you know. Yeah. It, it's it, that's what makes it so unique is that it's a reset of kind of an internal uh, I don't know gyroscope or something that gets spinning all wombly and wambly and stuff like that and all of a sudden it's just kind of yeah. perfect again or something I don't know it's impossible it's kind of like trying to describe the movie or the music we're going to play or anything like that you can't really you can't put it into words it's not about words it's about that's right that's why i wanted something that was more yeah, instrumental for today because deeper than language it is deeper than language yeah. however there were a couple of it's uh, my brother and i used to talk about this a lot well my whole family that every time we went to the beach there was something unusual and different yeah. that made that particular year different like i remember um one year that we went down there uh, to Cannon Beach, the entire beach was just filled with these blue jellyfish on the shore that really smelled bad. And, and actually was kind of shocking. You know, you're like, what happened here? You know, And then the next day it was all gone. And for us this time, we the first day that we were... Monday morning. Yeah, Monday morning when we went down to the beach to walk, the whole beach was covered in foam. In foam, but not only like six inches deep foam, but it was also very windy, so the foam was moving. You know, it was like loose jello, (laughs) and the whole beach was like one giant loose jello mold, with the wind blowing across it. It was like you know Jabba the Hutt exploded or something <laughs> but was still alive all its all his bits were still kind of going <laughs> oh man that that was it, oh, and it was wow. so funny to me that it was just on the halloween day yeah. that that happened and then the next day it was totally gone. gone totally gone totally gone totally gone i had posted a uh, a little video of it because you you can't even show it uh, no. just as a picture you have to have the video to watch how it moved because it was like it's alive mm-hmm. you know? 
<laughs> um, but a person posted a photo that she had taken over at Ocean Shores of the Seafoam where only her head is sticking out of this. I don't know that she was sitting oh. or whether well, it was... It was a perspective thing? I yeah. I don't know whether she was sitting in it or whether she was standing in it, but it was totally... It was like three feet high is mm. what she was saying. She must have been sitting in it. Yeah. But, um, so we were not alone in that that wild experience of the seafoam. And then, um, the, then on Tuesday... Yeah. There were these boats. There's a there must be some kind of a, a part of the fire department or something there locally that uh, like a shore rescue team or something like that or a couple of them. But they were out practicing with these boats that are probably probably 20 foot long cabin cruiser type boats but tricked out with what looks like official kind of uh, uh equipment and things like that. And they were actually inside the breakers and then powering out through the waves, practicing their, you know, these, where the boat is launched up in the air by the breakers and then comes crashing down on the backside of a, of a wave uh, in just spectacular fashion. It was spectacular. Half the wave goes over the bow of the boat and just spray goes everywhere and they're just flying straight up and then they comes crashing down onto the backside of the wave it's just spectacular to watch and there were two of these boats out there doing that at the same time and then they'd go back to the little inlet to the little access uh, uh, channel that they have there next to the rocks and another team would get on and they'd come over and do their practice runs and it was pretty pretty amazing to watch i was mesmerized by that yeah. i mean it was almost like like you, you yourself were on that boat and it was a roller coaster ride, you know, and you'd watch something you think, is this going to be a big wave? And then it wouldn't be. And then the, the one that didn't look like it was going to be came crashing over. And it's just it a matter just... of where the boat is when the, when the wave curls and starts to do the foam side, the, the crashing downside, they go right up through that, that action and shoot straight up in the air. Wow. And go through the wave as, as much as over it. So it's a pretty fun thing to watch happen. Yeah. And because we were going out on um, on Halloween, which we usually regard as All Hallows' Eve now, yeah. um, for some time, ever since we've been together, we've been doing a, a ceremony for our, our ancestors. Yeah. Um, where we just, um, usually we have, we've made some kind of food that they loved and all that. But this time, since we were out at the ocean, we just basically lit candles and talked about the gifts that were given to us from our parents and our grandparents. And then because I've been doing all this ancestral work with the family tree, uh, I printed out all the names of our second grandparents, our third grandparents, our fourth, our fifth. You had some in the sixth mm-hmm. uh, grandparents, great-grandparents. And uh, we just read through the names. Yeah. Mine were a lot harder, I have to say. Yes, they were much more. I was had a lot of Henrys and Jameses and, you know, Freds and 
Franks and, and you know. I had all the Ert and Snooker. His name was Pardon me, I'm gonna have another drink of coffee. Blendin Flynn Glambeth not non Barson and Dot Boy. That's good coffee. That's pretty much what it was. It was I was tough. I was sitting there going, Come on, you can do it. Power through this. Well, and I'm assuming that the Johns would be Yawns and you yeah. know, but maybe they weren't. Maybe they were Johns, you know. I I I just was thinking of my own grandparents, they couldn't pronounce J's, so yeah. So I was pronouncing all the J's as Y's and the, <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Ragnhild and stuff like that. I was just thinking, <laughs> what, what the heck? But yeah. it was uh, it was very special to do that out at the ocean. Yeah, it was and nice. Be, uh, I thought because it really concentrated us on just that action. There was nothing to distract us from thinking about this and for me just just appreciating and being grateful to all these people who survived so that you could even be born you know I can't even imagine the lives that these people had had I even think about my grandparents and my parents and their lives were so much harder than mine so I just feel like it's a uh, a treasure to me to have some focused time to think about the gratitude I have for all these people and what they have what they have given me. Yeah. So indeed, it's been it was that kind of week. And then the other thing that was really interesting about the trip is on the way home. It was, and maybe it was just my imagination or way the light was shining on the leaves, but the leaves were so much more glorious on the way home than they were, you know, the color of the autumnal colors of the leaves were so much more glorious on the way home. And I was wondering if it was just because, you know, the leaves need to have the cold to tell them to turn and maybe they just had enough cold to really blaze you know don't know i don't know how any of that works diane but it was an incredible um trip home especially because of the dusting of snow on the trees at lake crescent and i mean we could hardly believe it when we saw that it was snowing there and uh and we stopped and had a a lunch at our favorite spot the fairmont fairmont Fairmount. Fairmount Diner, just outside of Port Angeles. Yeah. Had so halibut and chips. Halibut and chips. It was just amazing. We kept saying, you know, food tastes so much better at the ocean, but we had great food. We took wonderful food with us. Diane, did, of course, did the cooking. We had, like, sweet potatoes. We had our turkey dinner out there. We had eggs and sausage. And, oh, my God. It was cube just steak and cube sweet steak potato. and sweet potatoes. It was, it was that's cool. one of the things I love about going out there is that you can, you can take cook. your own food. Yeah. 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 Because I just, I, and, and because the, the view is so spectacular from any place you are in the cabin, yeah. you just, uh, you just look around. And so while you're cooking, you have this incredible view and you're just feeling like this is, this is truly. It's a one of a kind kind of place. Yeah. 
but I love cooking out there. I love, I just love it all. Yep. It's a great place to go for a walk. So, I don't know. I love the place. I love all the, all the aspects of it. I love the, the windblown rusticness of it. And I love the, you know, the view, of course. I was talking to Gary about it and I said, you know, because Cannon Beach, where we always went when we were kids, it was a really sleepy place when, uh, when we were kids. It was before it became a tourist area. And what really brought the tourists in were the artists that started flocking to that, that beautiful place. But uh, because it was an attraction for so many people after a while, it sort of lost the, what I want to say, the rugged wildness that it had when we were kids because people started even taming the... The, the cliffs that went down to the beach and everything they they found a way to build on the the cliffs and stuff and I just uh, I feel like La Push is so much more like the wildness that I loved when I was young where there's nothing to distract you there's no you're not going to go in walk into town and go to an artist place or you know or to a casino or to a you know Anything. You're not going to go to a carnival-like atmosphere like Seaside was, or you you just have the yes. magnificence of nature in front of you. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, when we were kids, we never, at our cabin, we never had a telephone or a radio or anything. And to mimic that in my adult life has always been wonderful, because there is no... Wi-Fi, no... Um, cell service is spotty. Cell service is spotty, and, and you just... You were pretty much cut off from all the modern conveniences. Except you got a stove and a fridge and a jacuzzi tub and, and lots oh, of... Oh, yes, well... And a, and a panorama of the ocean because the fronts of the cabins are all windows. and It's just... Uh, well, we always had a stove and refrigerator at, at the beach. Right. The jacuzzi tub, though, that's a yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a luxury. Bo- that's a bonus. That's a that's a luxury. Yeah. Yes, it was lovely. It was lovely, but it's a, uh, it's that strong hit of, well, Bill Willems said it. Nature always wins. Um, you know, there's nothing going on but nature out there, and you get the wild side of it, uh, and you get the tame side of it, and you get all the different faces right there um, in three days (laughs) and when we got back there were several notable things for me the first notable thing is that we were asked to a grandparents day Mm. by our adopted grandson Henry that really just thrilled me to to the to the ground it's going to be um, a little later in the month but um, it thrilled me that that we would be invited as grandparents uh, to a grandparents day. And then I was, uh, this is a really bizarre thing, but I was making some pudding. Um, I haven't made pudding since, I don't remember the last time I was making pudding. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And it was such a slow process and you're just stirring the whole time until the the milk starts to bubble, you know? Right. And and I was thinking how quiet and centering an activity something like that is that just taking the time and not feeling impatient and not feeling like why isn't this doing this faster it just it made me think of times when I was not impatient and I was not feeling any particular speed of an activity which I think we've kind of lost as we have had more and more conveniences and, you know, like, oh my gosh, the computer isn't doing this fast enough or, you know, whatever we are doing. It's like we get impatient. And um, and I feel like that was a very centering activity. And then at the same time, for some reason, I it just blasted me back into my youth in my mind and I was thinking as I was stirring about things that I loved when I was young and and one of the things I thought about was going to the library and getting a, a book. We haven't done that in a long time because usually we would just quite frankly buy the books or but I thought you know I want a library card I want to go to the library again and just get books out of the library. So we went to the library yesterday and got it got ourselves some cards I picked up a book Diane checked out a book it's much different than the libraries aren't aren't the same as they used to be but they're still nice places to go so that was my my uh, unexpected thing that just my mind of being in this more centered place and being really really happy this was a very happy week yeah. in every respect. And I got a couple of uh, books sent to me by my friend Paul Julik. They were, when he and I were driving home from the Rocks Boys uh, trip, we were talking about influential books in our lives, and I was talking to him about the kind of Patak books that I loved so much when I was uh, an adolescent, and he was talking about this um, book this wild book written by a Japanese author, Murakami is his last name. Um, I think it's Hiroko Murakami. And so he mailed me the books. I thought we would be getting together. And he had said, he said when I, when I talked to him after, he said he had been planning to come to one of my gigs, but just hadn't been able to make it work. That's when he decided to mail the book because he had, he has a friend who's a poet who lives in Japan, um, who he met through the Zen center that, he attends, and uh, that and that poet had sent him his new book, and he was reading from it on the rock strip, and he said he would get copies from for me and for Alan because we had loved the poetry so much, and it's really good stuff. So he sent me that book and this Murakami book, and so I'm getting together with Paul this afternoon at the local coffee shop, and I'm going to take him the Kaim Patak books, so we can complete that exchange. So it's it's really funny because I was telling you on our way back, I said, you know, October is just a, a phenomenal month for me. It always has been. 
ever since I was a kid. And whether I plan it or I don't plan it, it always becomes this wonderful yeah. month. Yeah. And lots of wonderful things in the offing for this month, too. So. Yeah. That's true. We were talking about how you really can't describe in words anything <laughs> about being out at the ocean or any natural experience. Uh, but the closest I can get to would be this this piece by Doogie McLean, who I think I think the people in Scotland and Ireland, because they're in that enchantment all the time, they have a special affinity to this, to representing in music. I think that's why I love Celtic music so much. There's just this, it's the magical um, mix of lots of emotions that, uh, and something that is representing the natural world around you. Sounds like weather sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And Doogie has actually done several things that we could have chosen, but, um, but this one piece is from a symphonic uh, production he did uh, called Perthshire Amber. And this is the fourth movement, and it has a lot of different emotions and and uh, and actually does have a song that within it that I think even describes the the feeling of being out in nature so um, and it actually always makes me weep when I hear it and I think it's because of that desire that lives within a lot of us to be closer to that emotion all the time right and um, that's all I have to say. Doogie is um, is just such an amazing musician.
dug like gold from Dunkel to Aberfeldy. The seasons unfold. Oh, that's the things we love. Walk through the field in the frost of a winter morning. Nature revealed. Oh, that's the things we love. No, don't ask us to take what we can give her. She lives inside us and we know her well. There's no right reason to fear or to forgive her. It's so easy, it's just the things we love. Standing alone on top of the Benicali, great rocking stone. Oh, that's the things we love. Catching of the owl in the early morning Great buzzards cry Oh, that's the things we love No, don't ask us to Take what we can give her She lives inside us And we know her well There's no right reason to Fear or to forgive her It's so easy It's just a thing 